please be advised the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Time of the week again. Time for the Jack Links beef and ham jerky for all you non meat eaters out there. 365 days of sport radio show. Casual Rob Bryce over there in the corner. Festive. I'm feeling festive. The festivities are, are rife in my veins. Really? They are flowing. I'm uh, right in the spirit beef. Ready to go. What, are you trying to suggest that there's going to be some kind of vegan attempt on a faux turkey coming up for Christmas? Is that what you're suggesting? No. That's going to be quite a feat. Like uh, It's one thing to recreate a meat patty, but to actually recreate a whole turkey with the bones and the cartilage I and all that. I have seen fake turkey. But how do you, how can you do that? Do, do, that, do they do they do a, have a skeleton, the turkey? Or do they just get all this... Oh, no, no, no. They just have... This fake mishmash on like turkey a... Turkey breast type deal. Oh, so it's not an, ac- it's yeah, not an so actual fake turkey. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never going to be present the same. No. You're not going to have that grand Definitely moment not. of the unveiling. Yep. Not that I don't think no one really has turkey in Australia, do they? Really much? Um, I can't. My, well, not really. I don't at no, all. you can't have it at all. It's just it seems to be lamb and it's the worst food and uh, barbecue worst stuff. Food prawn. for gout, Rob. Turkey. I know. I know. The worst. I know that you didn't even need to explain it to me. I'm just I, telling I our listeners that. it's the worst food for gout. People mm. avoid turkey at all costs. Hey, hell of a long day today, beef. Oh, was it? Teed off at 7 a.m. this oh, morning. Oh, you played golf? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 7 a.m. tee off. early start. Was it warm? Sun's uh, up? Yeah, it was nice. It was just it was nice. A beautiful day. Um, I just signed up with play with randoms. So they didn't show up. And then there's a group of three in front, and the bloke said, I'll oh, come play with us. I was like, sweet. Right. And they were good golfers. They were on, like, a uh, couple of them on four. I tell you what. What? If you were at 7 and they were off before you, you generally are a good golfer if you go that's that right. time if of you the go day. Th- I think that's what they're banking on. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I played like rubbish. Oh, well, yeah. it's still making reasonable sc- I didn't totally embarrass that, but I had 91, which is from I had 78, 80, now a 91. That's, it's good for a lot of people, Rob. Oh, You're in the top 5% in the world. Shocked, but the problem was, I, I'm probably doing about one shank around at the moment. Just seems to, something mm. here goes wrong, doesn't happen. I did like seven shanks today. Six, seven oh, shanks. Oh, no. It was real bad. I have five pars and a birdie today, and I shot 91. And so, I mean, that shows. That's five pars and a birdie. That's sort of like hitting seven pars. That's how bad the other holes were. Yeah, true. Oh, I was very angry. But it's, it's quite, I do like, you never know who you're going to meet, you know. True. The guys I met, played with today, one of them was the um, production manager for Sydney My Music Bowl. Was he? Yep. The other bloke was the former owner-operator of Advanced Hair, Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> with, um, really? with Martin Crow and Greg Matthews, Greg Matthews and the old and, bunch, I think. Well, Warney, Warney's War- a yeah, was yeah. Warney in there yeah, as well. He's a yeah, yeah. As was, of course, uh, Michael Vaughan, maybe for a bit. Was he floating around? I think he said um, he, he told me he was in there for a little bit. Michael Vaughan. Greg yeah. Gooch was. Gucci, yeah, 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 he was definitely in there. Um, and the the final bloke was um, the American bloke, uh, big tall guy, six foot four kind of thing. Good golf, he was on four handicap. And didn't speak to him so much at the end, but in the 16th hole, I asked him what he did. Yeah. 
And he, he was a, some kind of importer, but it all messed up because of COVID. He couldn't get hold of his goods, so he had to turn to something else. Yeah. And he got into the cryptocurrency game. Oh, right. Sure, here we go. On comes the sales pitch. Really? Uh, yeah. I very quickly it turned from a conversation where I was sort yeah, of interested yeah. to know a bit more about it. You tell him you work in a bowl And uh, <laughs> Oh, I told them all that at the yeah, start yeah, yeah. and why sort of um, how things have uh, panned out. And, oh, man, this guy was going for the sale. I, I, I gave him my email and phone number and all this stuff. He's, oh. already, he's already sent me an email. Of course he has. He's got to find his fee and all this stuff and then sure enough as soon as I e- Google the thing he's talking about first 10 searches this pyramid is a scam scheme. scam yeah. do not get involved pyramid scheme <laughs> just, uh, just, just exactly oh, that well you live and learn Rob yeah and sure enough as I read what he actually sent me it is a pyramid scheme oh is it yeah oh, right. cool. Yeah, that's how it works so he's trying you make money out of getting other people to sign course, up more yeah. the actual investment's rubbish right this, this is what I think, anyway. Fair enough. So that was my uh, morning golf. Yeah, lovely. Went out for did a bit of food shopping, did, did the dishes. Had a great, oh, Kirby Enthusiasm, what a show. Larry David. Oh, watched three episodes. In a, did you? Yeah. God, it was good. I didn't. I had to write a radio show, Rob. Yeah, yeah, but then I had to get dinner ready for the, we had people over for dinner. Oh, did you? As yeah. well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't talk about me about writing. You had to Google search and print things out. That's not actual writing. It is writing, Rob. <laughs> it is writing. That's you, what writing is. It's, it's, you have to write a show. You're you have flogging to... stuff. Well, yeah, but you have to look for it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you more about the Kirby Enthusiasm episode? No, no, no. no, no. no. What's the point? We've all seen it before, probably. <laughs> no, nah, brand new. Are they? Oh, no, I've got well, well done. To, I've got nothing to say about it. His, well, his plots are too complex to try and... Well done, try Mary. And, Good stuff, To buddy. try and go into... Did you but see it the... it makes me very happy, that show. There was sport on the weekend, Rob. Ah, uh, what did I, did I see? Oh, there's a cricket match. There's the Ashes. Was there? Oh, did it get to the weekend? Yes, it did get to the weekend. It did only by just. Actually, only the just. second session of the weekend. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Of course, that's right. It's set up for um, England to maybe make something game, and it was all over. To be honest, on the Friday, Ruta Milan batted fantastically. Yeah, I was listening on the radio. And from there... It gave people hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gave people hope that yeah. there may be a game, but that quickly got eroded within about eight balls yeah. of the next uh, morning, yeah. and England crumbled, lost the last eight wickets for 80 runs. 74 or something, yeah. And it was all over very quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, really, they had to see them through to get back to even, those two. Then from there, maybe the others psychologically could yeah. have tried to put something, at least put a couple of hundred on or something. Not good enough, Rob. They're not going to. What have we been saying for months on this show about the opening pair? Um, Occupy the crease? No, what have we been saying? If they open with Burns and Amid, what's the score going to be in general every innings? Uh,. Less than 300. We've been saying 20 for two, haven't we? England oh, are 20 right, for two at the start. Yeah, with yeah, those yeah. openers. Yeah, well, yeah. they I... were 11 for three. Yeah, okay. So we picked this quite early, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they pick Burns again for Adelaide, well, I'm not even going to watch. But the, I think the last series he played in was against New Zealand and, on India. A, and India. He went all right against us, and then I think he, he failed against it. In, um, he's just not good enough. You can't, well, let's face it, with mm. his technique, Right. You are not going to succeed in Australia. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Hamid bade quite well. Yeah, know, he did. In the first innings. He yeah. uh, held up an end while everyone else decided to crash Fiver. the other end. But yeah. he ain't good enough either. He's got the, he's got a shocking technique. Yeah. Not as bad as Burns, but... Who was that guy they had at number three for a bit that used to go so far back he was almost standing on his stumps? I remember Jeff Boycott after we beat them. He's come Jeff out with a Boycott came out just going to town. And he's going, <laughs> saying, he looks like he's going to get out every ball to every, every single ball because he would go so far back on his stumps. Are you talking a while 
ago? It was a, while, a little while ago. Gary Balance, possibly? I don't know. Could be. Well, they've got Broad and Anderson. You don't think they can turn it? So, so this is the th- did they explain why they didn't play them? They're saving them for Adelaide. Yeah? They don't think oh, they can play. They don't think, think they could win Brisbane. I think the general consensus now is they were going to save them for the yeah. pink ball test. How did you feel about the uh, toss and the decision to and how that worked out? Because we talked about this too. Mm. We said if there's anything in the Gabba that's going to be the first session after that, there'll be nothing. Yeah. Because of all that rain, it lasted a bit longer, didn't it? It was a lot greener. Yeah. And it was overcast the first day as well. Yeah. They should have bowled. There was too much pressure on them to bat first. It was yeah. always going to happen. They were going to get... F- and they've got suspect openers. So you're giving the Aussies the momentum straight off the bat. It's just that it's just... Everyone always bats first at the Gabba, though. Everyone always bats first nowadays anyway, because yeah. they don't want to bat fourth. But I think they had to. I think just even as a defensive thing, you've dropped your two best bowlers. Right? Yeah. So I would go on the back foot and just bowl first and hope for the best mm. on a green top. I think it was Murph Hughes said at the Gabba, you don't look at the pitch, you look at the sky. Oh. <sighs> Big Merv. Yeah. Mind you, he's normally... Merv, it might have, or it might have been Gillespie. It sounds, Gillespie. It sounds a bit too smart. smart for Merv. Yeah. Gillespie, who's uh, making th- his way in the world. And is coaching. he from Queensland? No, uh, he's no, WA. No, Merv's down here. And, no, no, it's um, Gillespie from no, it's, uh, Adelaide. WA, Adelaide. Yeah, he's South Australia. I thought anyway, it was a Queenslander. Um, the other thing is... Could Justin, have been anyone who said it. Justin Langer came out yeah. and said, the only difference between these two sides is that Australia have got a world-class spinner. I think that's probably pissing in England's pocket a little bit, really. Jack Leach, he's abysmal. Um, I have he was not going got... 10 and over in a test match. I did see that. I did 10 see and over in a test match. He was picked to tie down one end. Yeah, yeah well done. <laughs> so Adelaide starts Thursday. Day he made nine. Will Somerville look like a champ. Well, oh, what we'd give for Will Somerville now. <laughs> I think the other interesting thing is, um, they were they basically were saying, if Cam Green was English, mm. he'd be opening the bowling. <laughs> this is what they were saying. He got his first wicket, didn't he? He did get his first yeah. wicket, caught a fine leg. Wow, what a wicket that was. Right. He really smoked them out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, Broughton and Anderson are going to be back. They're going to drop Leach. I don't know who's on tour that can open the batting. I really don't know. Well, they try young Pope at opening. Mm. He didn't succeed. No. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Hamid's going to stay. Will they drop Burns? They're probably not. I think they've put their eggs in one basket with, with Burns yeah. and the openers. Uh, who are they going to and drop? What was I think Boycott said? Ben Stokes, he can't bat and ball for the whole lot of you, or something, whatever it is. That's about right. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough on him. And he's, he looked injured as well, to be honest. Yeah, I I heard that. Yeah. I heard on the radio that someone was injured. And I couldn't. They weren't saying who it yeah, was. And, then, and they sound like they're all injured. Yeah, they probably are. And then the A team got smashed by Australia eh, after bowling them out for 120, and still got smashed. Mm. Anyway, let's avoid the Ashes because it's going to be five nil. Oh, really that's is. so rubbish. Yeah, I, think it, unless I almost it, wish I wasn't going. Unless now. it does something in Adelaide. That's the only thing I can think of that the pink ball might move around and they might. Get yeah, it, well, it will. Well, it will. It's a, it's a guaranteed result yeah. out there, not day night test. Mm. There's no way it's a draw. So we'll wait and see. Well, that was that. What other sport? I didn't see any other sports on. Formula on the One, Rob. Oh, I heard. Of, so I don't. I haven't seen or heard about this, but I've heard some very amusing summations as to what happened, as to how There's, Max Verstappen is in fact yeah, one. Are they, right. are they as abstract as they've said in some of these? Uh, you're either in Camp Hamilton or Camp Verstappen. Right. There is no middle ground here. Okay. So all the Hamilton fans 
a dirty because this Australian guy decided that instead of playing by the rules, mm. no, I'm going to make it a TV finish. Brilliant. Well done. I'm going to make it a TV finish. Okay, so what happened was Hamilton's 10 seconds ahead with yeah. six laps to go. The, is the whole championship on the line on this Whoever race? beats whoever wins the world championship, right? So, But who's in, who's in the running at this point? Just, only those two. Hamilton and Verstappen. They're equal on points in the okay. last race of the season. Okay. So whoever comes first... Head to head. Wins. Yeah. So there's a crash with six laps to go. Mm. There's a safety car, so they're all bunched up. So Verstappen then goes and changes his tyres, Yeah. whereas Hamilton didn't. So when he was in the pits, Verstappen came out, and there's five cars between Hamilton and Verstappen. They've all been lapped, right? Yep. But because of when the safety car came out, that's how they came out. So they did four laps under the safety car, and they're all just plodding around, going yeah. around the track. This Michael Massey, who I didn't realise was Australian, He's the kind of Formula One referee. He makes all the decisions. Yeah. So he says, when they're clearing up this crash car, he says, oh, no, the lap cars, we're going to keep them in place. So we're not going to move them. So Red Bull get on the phone and said, look, Michael, let's get let's move the lap cars out the way. Right. And then, you know, we'll, we can get racing in because we only need one racing lap. So with two laps to go, they're still behind the safety car. This Aussie guy, Michael Massey, says, oh, we'll get, this, we'll get those four cars out the way. We'll just move him. Overtake Hamilton, overtake the safety car, and move up around the track. Overtake Hamilton, overtake the, the safety, safety car. car. So they're out the way. So now it's Hamilton and Verstappen. Uh, Verstappen's behind Hamilton. Yeah. So they're going to do one lap of racing. So after 6,600 kilometers of racing through the yeah. year on yeah. in 20 countries, it's going to come down to one lap. Right. Now... Verstappen's got brand new tyres. Hamilton's yeah. got tyres that are 40 laps old. Yeah. But the rules state, if you're going to move the lap cars out of the way, you've got to move all the lap cars out right. of the way. So 15 cars have got to go by. So there wouldn't have been any time to get those lap cars through before the virtual before the safety car goes in to give him one lap of racing. So Verstappen would have had to work his way through a number of cars. Okay. So it wouldn't have happened. So we kind of, this Australian guy, Michael Massey, basically said to Toto Wolff, who runs Mercedes, he says, Toto, this is a motor race with one lap to go. And Toto goes, no, no, it's wrong. This is wrong, Michael. Yeah. He's a bit highly strung, yeah. Toto Wolff. So basically, at the one lap to go, when they give it the green flag, Verstappen just drives by and wins the world championship. He just goes flying by. Basically. Yeah. It was a bit of uh, two in a throne, but he had new tyres, brand yeah. new tyres, so it didn't really matter. So he won the world championship in controversial style on the last lap of the oh, season. right. So they're still going to appeal. Um, they've chucked out the two appeals so far, but now Mercedes probably take it further. So this world championship probably get played out in the courts. Okay. And then Hamilton was all, he was trying to be nice, and he, then he got asked, oh, what about next season? You're going to come back? He goes, oh, well, you know, uh, let's see about next season. Yeah. He was just being a bit dirty. Well, because I saw someone posting up saying uh, this is like um, basically what happened is in comparison, if you're a cricket fan, England won on boundaries. Uh, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. I, that was I think it said more than that. Mm. But um, I mean, so I saw in the, the, the picture of Ben Stokes on his knees with the hands up after he's <laughs> gone for the bat. He's gone for four. Well, they, it, they did that, but they stuck Verstappen's head yeah. on just going like <laughs> nice, this. Nice, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't his fault. I mean, he just did what he had to do. Okay. Um, uh, look, 
At the end of the day... I didn't quite understand everything you're talking about with the lap cars and the safety cars and all this because I don't know Formula 1 enough, right, okay. enough to understand it. Right. But it just sounds a bit weird that why there's one, one lap. Why don't they just have six laps at least? Because they were still going round the track. But why do they keep going round with the cars in front? This is just messing about. You can't overtake someone while they're doing that, can you? No. So was this just a waste of six laps? Why don't they of. just all stop where they are? And then start well, that again. was another option. They stop the race and you put them back on the grid and you go again. Yeah, that is another another option that he could have used, and that probably wouldn't have been a, would have been a bit fairer. Yeah, but anyway, at the end of the day, you want to see world titles competed for on in a race situation. You don't yeah. want to see it under a yellow flag. It's what? rubbish. Who crashed? Oh, Nicholas Latifi. Uh, is, he anyone, in, is anyone blaming him? Oh, he's he's on Red Bull's Christmas card list now. He is going to get a brand new <laughs> supply of something. Right. He's going to get his own Red Bull Formula One car. Red Bull vodka. He, he is. Max Verstappen's new best friend. Okay. Did he crash deliberately? Is he a good mate of Hamilton? Who knows? Doesn't matter. It was good. And that I, was all Abu Dhabi, th- wasn't it? Uh, no. Yes, Abu Dhabi. Yes, mm. sorry. Track we, that, I'm the race I've been to. This is, the only, is that the yeah. only Formula One race you've been to, Rob? Yep. Have you not even been to Melbourne? I, I went and watched The Who that time. I, mean, I, I told you about it. I what, The Who were in Formula One cars competing? They were, they were on after. The Who were on after. Yeah. I didn't watch the end of the no, Formula I just went no. and watched the concert. Nice. Um, and, and Pete Townsend going, So did you all enjoy the racing, did you? Isn't that great watching them go round? Round! 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 Anyway, uh, the worst thing about it was I was watching something else and I flicked over to the Formula One. Don't forget it was oh, one thirty two a.m. in the morning, and with eight laps to go, I said I've had enough of this and went to bed. Oh <laughs> no! It's like two laps You're like it that happened. bloke who that Bromley supporter or who is it the Rotherham supporter who said when he he, he left, left the ground ten late, minutes ago with and a there was three nil down, they won four three. Yeah, kind of, but I, I wasn't at the. That track. was mascot uh, Bear. What's his name? Miller. Miller. Miller Bear. Yeah. Yes. So in terms of that, I woke up this morning, flicked on the BBC website, and it was yeah. like Verstappen wins in. Oh, what, what the hell happened there? It was done and dusted when I went to bed. Mm. Anyway, like I said, great for Formula One because Discovery, I think Discovery, who's somebody's bought Formula One outright, so they've been making Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, man of the year, Rob, man of the year. Yeah. Don't worry about the people who have developed COVID vaccines. Elon Musk. He's done a bit. Not he's enough, he's doing stuff. Not enough, Rob. Uh, he's got all sorts of ideas, that guy. Good he on, wants to develop underground uh, people moving systems. Okay. Sound pretty exciting. Underground people moving Underground, systems. Underground, well, like because the then, then you don't have to um, worry about traffic in that. It's just all oh, underground. Right. Okay. You know, you know, because you, you have to worry about getting around buildings. And you don't got to worry about you know, and it'll be faster. Yeah. There's more more to it than that. Is there? Um, but I, I watched this about four years Is ago. Is he the one uh, inventing the hyperloop? Yeah, I think it's him. Oh, is he? Is he hyperloop guy? Is he? Yeah. Is that the th- underground thing? Well, it's a uh, they. They put a, a train in a tube. Yeah. And it, okay. it does like 800 mile an hour. You can get to Sydney in an hour, Rob. Hey, have you seen this film, Class Action Park? Did I tell you about this already on the show? No, is that Rob's film review? Oh, this, this is a uh, well, Class Action Park. Class Action Park. This is this this is a rip roaring uh, documentary. It? it sounds great. There's it's in like upstate New York somewhere, I think. Right. It's a hydro water park, and it's designed by this guy that is kind of. A bit of a carefree. It's all about freedom, man. Is this from the, is from the 70s and it's 80s? From, it's it's yeah. from the 70s and 80s kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Yeah, it was mad. They, it, it was they, a nutter. And it just, he would just design these rides yeah. just on a whim. And they, they wouldn't be like 
just, and then just go and build them. Yeah. They wouldn't be certified by engineers um, and stuff. I, I have just, seen some documentaries oh, in this past. It's hilarious, this documentary. And like it does one with a, a water slide. It goes down the dip, and then it does an actual 360 vertical loop. So yeah. you, you do like a, a, the roller coaster kind of thing. But, but again... It's not based on the mass traveling. It's, it's variable significantly. He was so he, there was, it was I think, people were nailing themselves on this yeah. thing. And I think they said the more the injuries went up, yeah. the more people wanted to come. <laughs> I think that was the what it was, people, became this mark of survival. Like, yeah, I survived class action park. <laughs> I actually have seen yeah. the uh, seen the documentary. It's, on that. It's, it, I'm, you know, you're in hysterics, laughing. And then, unfortunately, someone Somebody dies. Somebody dies, yeah. And then it's not funny anymore. On the anymore. Uh, downhill kayak run or something. Yeah, yeah, he goes flying off the edge and hits it on a rock. Yes, yeah. he did. He's head on a rock, yeah, that's rock. right. Yeah. And I think, I think they only got, I don't know if they had to sign a waiver or something to go in the park, but <laughs> I think they only got $1,000 compensation for Right. They didn't get, yeah, they didn't get a hold. They went after him and he just dodged and ducked yeah. and weaved. And, but I think eventually he died. But, um, Everyone does, Rob. Everyone does. He was sort of like they—they they thought he was a, a great visionary, but just highly irresponsible. <laughs> just class. Right. Anyway, check it out. I think it's on Netflix. Then check Class Action Park. I reckon. I have seen it. Yeah. I have uh, definitely seen it. It was on. Uh, oh, I, I guarantee you, we laughing your ass off the first half an hour. Some yeah. of the uh, accounts of the park. Yeah, are, uh, quite phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely, quite phenomenal. <laughs> So I did enjoy the Formula One on the weekend, uh, the replays. So mm. Quite impressed by uh, by all that, and I think. Do you get nostalgic when you see the course? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Seeing it just, oh yeah, it's nice. And yeah. uh, what I found interesting, not only Toto Wolf, the the kind of very straight down the line German, Max Verstappen partied all night and was absolutely hammered. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, Toto Wolf was filmed crowd surfing, absolutely hammered as well. Right, and I'm thinking. It was in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Where did they go out partying They all must night have made a little the... cordoned off area yeah. that, like they always do. Of course they do. Yeah. They said, yeah. oh, the crazy white people are here with their drinking. <laughs> Let's find find an area for them and uh, cordon them off. We'll just turn a blind eye. Everyone's welcome. It's an amazing place. Just as long as you don't find yourself waking up inside a mosque in the morning while we're all trying to pray. Well, you're all I right. mean, where we interviewed Daniel Ricciardo was... Next door to the, the massive the Grand mosque. mosque. Yes. Not, or, yeah. Well, not next door, but you know what I mean. And it's not easy. You can't just wander in there, can you? Maybe you can, actually. I would have thought mosques are but, open 24 hours, aren't but they? That, but that wasn't the the whole reason they had the uh, those machine gun armed uh, soldiers when we went to drive into there. We, we well, only made it in there by a smidgen, by the way. I think if we, we either got lucky with the way that we took to get in there. Because mm. remember the, the Red Bull um, marketing, marketing manager? She couldn't there. find her way. She couldn't get through. No, they got, their roads were closed, yeah. yeah. Because, I don't know whether it is yesterday, it was a day of respect for the UAE armed forces, wasn't right. it? That's what it was. They were having I, I a thought military it was, parade. Oh, is that what? I thought yeah. it was some. I thought the. I don't know whether they I thought have the sheikh was going to be in there or as something. well. But he has to pay respects to his yeah, armed right. forces, his but military. I, I still remember that was actually the most pressure I've been under with the navigation, <laughs> with that useless delayed navigation thing. So you never knew exactly which way you're going. Yes, we did have a dodgy whatever yeah. maps it's called. Maps with maps me. with me. It was a, a not a. A data-free GPS uh, navigation system. But it's delayed, so it's sort of... Well, that's what you say. Oh, come on. (laughs) That's what you say. But that one, I specifically remember we had this weird roundabout, and you were like, this one? I was like, uh, yeah... 
no, 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 that one. We just veered out in time to catch the right road, and that was the road that took us to the hotel. It was a save. Savior. No, we did. Uh, we got lucky that day. Thankfully. Saving all our Imagine lives. if they'd said, because they wouldn't have known there was a military parade on. Imagine if they said the interviews at eleven thirty, we wouldn't have got there. It no. was only the fact they said it was ten o'clock or eleven o'clock that yeah. we got there on time. Now, yeah, never really thought about that. before. Uh, no, no. Why think? Why yeah. think? Why reflect? You just get on with it. Yeah. Johnson, New Zealand news, Rob. Yeah. This is bloody important. Okay. Stamp shortage hits New Zealand post stores. Oh. New Zealand Post is advising customers to shop around as some stores have run out of stamps. And what are the solutions, Beef? Uh, In a statement on Tuesday, NZ Post said, We're very sorry for the inconvenience that this may cause some customers, and we wish to reassure customers that there's more on the way, and they should be restocked this week. Please check all stores for stamps. Well, there's two things here. First is, who is actually sending things in the mail Kiwis, these days? Kiwis, they're all over it. Yeah. They must be. And the second thing is, it makes complete sense to run out of stamps because no one wants to, you know, send an email. I wonder if they're getting them printed in China. I wonder where they Just blame people? the Chinese. And they haven't been able... Or yeah. Not just China, other countries that print stuff are available. Well, um, but are they? But Yes, we, yes. Well, this is what I'm saying. We can speculate. We can speculate. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm happy to blame the Chinese. It's, if their uh, yeah. imports have not happened, or they struggle to get stuff in. Well, I mean, look, we need to find out where the where are stamps manufactured. I would suspect each country would actually have their own. Because you need a particular type of design, yeah. um, and they need to be in some way vaguely uh, securitified. But, excuse me, Rob? Se- securitified. Securitified. Yeah, or just secured. Secured, yeah. Um, with some sort As of... this, uh, today, I got a Christmas card of my mother. Yeah, stampless? No, it had a stamp with a picture of their cat on. They are, they've done a print-your-own-stamp deal thing. Oh, well, that's making a mockery of the whole process. Well, they, I mean, they're not from, they're not made in China, then, are they? Well, they're yeah. made in your, on your own house, if you Aust- want. Australian ones, Rob. But there's no... That means it's totally unofficial. You could make up fake stamps very easily if that's the well, case. I, I think Australia Post have... Uh... All you need is some sort of perforated uh, sort of uh, paper... Yeah. Yeah. That's readily available. And it perforated is, you, paper. You can probably just handwrite 65 cents. 65 cents. So, I, why? Because I said so. Signed. Well, they're old. Beef. Mum and dad are old now, so they get reduced post. I didn't even know that existed. They That's, get subsidised postage. You should get free postage at that age. Nowadays. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. At that age. Well and done. free electricity. Yeah. And because uh, you get, you also get the cheap senior citizen uh, train ride, don't you? Yeah. I told you, my, when my dad store. turned 65, he, he said I could buy was past that time. <laughs> what? Because you look 65. Well, he was, he was anyway, having a laugh. I, I agree with you on free electricity, actually. Yeah. For the oldies. Shouldn't be any rates, Across nothing. the world, like it. We should, It'd... us young'uns, yeah. should subsidise the old electric. Quite happy Mind you, they'd probably end up with hydroponic farms in their houses, people trying to take advantage of them. Well, if they were smart, they would. Yeah. Like, you know, have like, some perhaps, fun. They, perhaps they should just get a limited amount of mm. free electricity. So they can put the heating on, watch but TV, the, and, and the stuff. thing is, old Cook. people, old people don't. They don't do much. They they got not much to do. It's just Sunday. They have a brandy on Sunday. Watch the Mileman um, and my watch mum. Watch the afternoon movie. Never stop. They're mental. They never. What do you mean? Never they never stop. stop. They're always doing stuff out and about. My mum's still coaching athletics. Yeah. My dad's out there wheeling and dealing, doing art auctions and framing and stuff. I and I don't recall them doing that much when we were there. Well, that's what we were out most of the day, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, they're, they're busy as anything. I remember getting don't stuck stop. into uh, some of John's uh, Carlton mids. Well, he doesn't drink anyway nowadays. No. He red wine apparently helps his heart. Yeah, it does. That's yeah. 
That's the only thing. Very good for you. What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. This is Daniel Ricciardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Gags with David Boone, hey, Rob. D- Dice, pick a number again. Pick a number, Rob, because like, they're all thought, as good I as like each other. Uh, so I like this one. one, three, one. Let's go three, one, three. Going deep. Going Booney deep. at his best. He would have got yep. into a groove by three, one, three. I think that was the name of um, Eminem's posse. Oh, the, the three, three, one, three. three. The phone yeah, yeah. Uh, area code. That's what. Is that what based. it is? That's what they're based on. Yeah, the area codes. Ah. So if you watch uh, Street Outlaws from Oklahoma, they're the 405, man. Okay. Anyway, this is uh, King Hits, Rob. Some of the test rugby played in Australia in the 70s was incredibly fierce, with more than the odd King Hit and indiscriminately placed boot being part of the sport. Many Australian supporters and even a few players had an odd sense of pride about this, but in other parts of the rugby world, people were not so keen on this new wallaby style. This view was captured by Bill Beaumont, the highly acclaimed forward in his autobiography, Thanks to Rugby. Beaumont looked back on England's tour down under in 1975 and wrote that in his opinion it would have been better if certain Australian players had not been selected. Instead, he argued, they should have been encouraged to turn their attentions to other more suitable sports. Headhunting in Borneo was one of his suggestions. Yes, David Boone at his best, Rob. But I, I don't understand this. So, the, but that's not a joke. No, what, what's an, the name of the, What's the name of the book? David Boone's Big Book of Great Sporting Jokes, Rob. That, that's not a joke. I know. It's it's just. I've been telling you this that this it's book a, is it's, horrendously it's, it's bad. A, it's a explanation of events and uh, Booney, it's explanation of events. Booney thought it then, was funny. Well, it's no, it was not that funny. <laughs> we know. It's, that's why we're doing the segment. It's a vaguely amusing response to a vaguely amusing to a sequence of events. It's it's not it's not funny. It's not it's not worth writing down in a book. <laughs> you don't need to write that down yeah. and, and relay it back to the, guys. You should have heard this you one. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It- I mean, the, the thing is, whoever the editor is, he's the one who's really blowing it. David, it Boone? doesn't have to be three hundred pages. Surely, there's probably something in there that's all right. Just do fifty pages, David. <laughs> don't go for three hundred. He, he really got into it, though. He really just, got into just it. Just don't. Next time, don't write a book. Just write a pamphlet. It's something like that. Yeah. Or a sort of uh, I don't know what's between. Um, Let's face it. Booney a be- Reader's Digest special. Like it. Yeah. Booney beat the internet with this. He got it out just before you could Google funny sporting anecdotes or jokes. You get it for free. Can Is there a way of finding out how many that sold? Um, That's a great question. Imagine if it's cleaned up. Uh, you know, it's probably cleaned up in rural Australia. Oh, yeah. they'd like, Everyone. In like, 1986. This is from 2007. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, yes, yeah, it has to be after his career, so that, of course it would have to be. Copyright. Jeff Armstrong and David Boone, 2007. Oh, no. Ah, uh, well. I wonder if we can find out how many they sold of this book. I just can't believe perhaps how... I bought, how, perhaps how, I got the only one. 
Just, there's so much effort to go into 313. It's a lot of pages. It is 372 pages worth of jokes. The Michael Crichton book Sphere was about that long. Was it? And it, it was, was it as uh, gripping as that? Bill Beaumont saying Australians should go headhunting in Borneo because they're a bit rough around the edges? I read it in a few days. And, and I'm not a fast... Well, certainly I'm quite a thorough reader. You struggled through this. I, I, I couldn't... Fin- I'd fall asleep. I told you. I, when I explained last week, I read a few pages and thought, this actually isn't funny at all. Hmm. I mean, I'm very rarely humoured at it, most it, things. The, the thing is, if he just changed it from jokes to anecdotes, he might have got away with it. Yeah. He's implying that I th- I think you'll looking- be in stitches. You'll be on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You will be on the floor. Remember, Rob, this is a book you'll want to share with your friends, not by handing them a copy, but by retelling some of Boonie's favourites at the ground, propping up the bar or around the barbie. Mm. Remember that, Rob? Yeah. Got some more New Zealand news? Yep. Dognapped! Chihuahua stolen from woman's living room. Oh, it's all right. I hate those dogs. As she watched TV? Well, she's a neglectful owner. A pint-sized dog was snatched from a woman's living room in broad daylight. The bizarre canine crime caper unfolded in South Dunedin at about 1.25pm on Monday. Senior Sergeant Anthony Bond said the 54-year-old owner of the Chihuahua Cross was sitting in her living room watching television when an unknown woman entered her property and took her dog. The person ran to an awaiting vehicle where two others were waiting and left the scene. The investigation in the dog napping was ongoing, Mr. Bond said. I don't care about that dog, he's rubbish. The Chihuahua's a crappy dog. No, it's not a, it's not a proper dog, a Chihuahua. It's just a little rat. No, we don't need that. We get mm. it. Hey, I tell you what, I got my first roadkill coming home uh, the other night what, on Lancelot Road. Something? It was a, a, well, I couldn't do anything. I'm going 100Ks on a straight road. Right, it comes yeah, bounding, yeah. because there's all sorts, of, and, and I've, I trained my brain to say, look, if something comes out and it's a, in any way dangerous for you to swerve, don't even think about it. Just go, you just take them down. Yep. And this rabbit, sorry, mate, but sorry, it, rabbit. It, there was a car coming the other way. It's just like, forget about it. Uh, You're going down and, and uh, it was game over. Was it a big, biggish rabbit? Oh, it was, yeah, pretty big. Hair. Yeah, it made a bit of a whack when he hit the car. Um, He went, t- his game over. All over. Yeah, yeah. I would have actually, if, 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 I, if I had my time again, would have tried to find some pull over and make a nice rabbit stew. Because uh, I've got so like a nice sort of uh, Rob, a white wine we're, or something. We're not, we're, past, it's, we're it's, past it. Look, it was an accident. I, I did the humane thing. He's dead. He is dead. We don't have to eat roadkill, Rob. We're not that desperate. No, but I've never had a rabbit before. And I've seen those hobbits. They love a good old, oh. old Samwise Gamgee. He goes on about how to have a nice pair of conies. Rabbit, and, rabbit, um, rabbit and, stew and pie. Rabbit pie is really oh, good. Oh, a creamy white wine sauce, I have no doubt. There's this bloke who came in the shop, actually, and he, nah, he, he oh, wanted a bottle a, of wine. A, and nah. I recommended this one. And he came back and he said, that was bloody great wine with that rabbit I had. And I said, yeah, good Whoa. stuff. And he goes, you want I'm nailing it. My wine recommendations. Oh. I'm some kind are you of. Get, are you all these like, years of sitting on the couch, just drinking. <laughs> are you going to get you like in Blockbuster? Huh? You know, in Block when you used to go into Blockbuster Video, Rob recommends. You're going to get that corner of the uh, bottle shop. Rob not, rep- not, recommends. Uh, well, I will going to recommend that we do get Rob recommends. Love it. Love because, that. Because uh, I think it's a it's a great idea. Beef. I'm all over it, mate. I'm all yeah. over it. When, was that in Blockbuster? People would do that. Yeah, in the video. And, the na- and would it have the, the actual employee? They do that at Dan Murphy's with oh, the do they? wine. 
Oh, they used to do in blockbusters, definitely. You know, there was something great about those old blockbusters. It was always a feeling of excitement walking into the video there shop. There was a little bit, a yeah. Little, like, yeah, about the, and you have all those fantastic movie covers. Mesmerising as a young eight-year-old, 1987, 88, mm. and there's like Rambos. So many of the covers for the 1980s, quite raunchy. They like to have a sort of uh, yeah, a, yeah. a girl with lots of makeup and and they had this sort of perm with a slightly ripped T-shirt or something. Right. You know, that sort of thing. It was always a wee bit sensual to try and drag you in to say there's a chance there's going to be breasts in this film. <laughs> there's a chance. You know, there's a chance. You're there's telling me there's a chance. chance. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance. i tell you what, actually. Yeah. I saw Police Academy. I think it was the first. It might have been the first one. Or the second one. And it was PG. Considerable nudity. In- Considerable nudity? Yeah, yeah. And it was a PG? I'm thinking, yeah. wow. The I part was- that makes me laugh is the part where he's, he's casually just on the sort of fire escape balcony having a beer, just perving right in. Into the showers. Into the, sh- the women in the showers. Yeah. And doesn't someone confront him to have a bit of a chit-chat meeting about it? I think when so. When did you see this? It was on. They've been showing police academy on the TV recently. All seventeen police academies. That and they really are a classic symbol of the eighties. Yeah, terrible movies actually. Oh. Haven't aged at all well. Really? Yeah, really, really bad, Brilliant. aren't they? They're the best films, Rob. Yeah, best great eighties film. Stripes has, has stood the test oh, of time. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. What a film. Ticks all the boxes. Black um, guys help the white guys. Yeah, and of course the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger action film era. Oh, I've never seen one. Is oh, you, I'm not missing. Shame that, on you. You no, are. I'm not missing they are the, Predator is the greatest action film of all time. Talking about action films, Rob. Bomb Squad called after doctors find World War Two shell stuck up man's backside. How? See, it was all sounding fair enough until I was, I was, I was sitting there going, he's surely not going to say it was stuck in someone's backside. And now you have. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So... I'm going to try and figure this out before you tell me what it's about. A man's stuck. So I reckon he's died, and it's a skeleton, and the shell has stayed after all his skin and uh, muscle tissue has evaporated into dust, and what's left is his bones, and the shell is lodged in the sort of uh, bone buttock region. The cavity. A bomb squad was called out today to a hospital after an A&E patient needed help getting a World War II artillery shell out of his rectum. The unnamed man told Gloucestershire Royal Hospital he slipped and fell on the 57mm piece of weaponry. The shell had apparently been lying on the floor while the patient was clearing out his collection of military memorabilia. He was in a Mm. considerable amount of pain, the source told this paper. Mm. Uh, the 17 centimeter by 6 centimeter armor-piercing projectile was a type of shell fired from an anti-tank gun in the Second World War. Mm. They took the weapon out of the patient's rear end, but called the police in case it was still dangerous. Uh, the police po- spokesperson said, The item had been removed prior to police arrival, and the Army's Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team were contacted. They attended and confirmed it was not live, and therefore, not a danger to the public. That's a great Gloucestershire accent, that is. That's good really good. Was it definitely an accident, was it? Mm, yeah. It was a solid shot round. It was chunky, pointed lump of lead designed to rip through the tank's armor. It was basically an inert lump of metal, so there was no risk to life. At least, not to anyone else's. Why? 
Uh, the shell posed a danger to the patient's life as things could have ended tragically if it had pierced his gut. This is the risk most objects pose when they get stuck in someone's rectum, which is not as uncommon as many people think. Really? Doctors and nurses have had to remove some 3,500 objects in the last 10 years, costing the NHS... In the last 10 years? I thought you were going to say in medical history. Uh, costing the NHS around £350,000 a year. Whoa, what? What are people doing? <laughs> well, look, I'm going to say this. I would suggest at least half. In fact, I'm going to go and say three quarters of those are from sexual experiments gone well, wrong. Well, Rob, just wait there. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. I know what this is going to be. Rob, this uh, is I'm the gonna, top ten, ten things. Strange, strange objects that have been found in people's backsides. Number ten, oh, a carrot. That's not that, that. I mean, that's obvious, really. A nurse that works in the gastrointestinal lab at a local hospital reported she was doing a colonoscopy on a guy who had a carrot stuck up his butt that his wife put there. So, hang on. A colonoscopy is something which is done voluntarily to clean out. Yeah. So, they're suggesting that he didn't know it was in there. What he said is... We weren't able to remove it, so we had to go into surgery. The colon is curved, people. Don't shove straight, long things up there that aren't flexible. Okay. I think he went for the colonoscopy because he knew he had a carrot up his bum that he couldn't get out. Just say backside, please. All right. Sorry, Sorry, Rob. Number nine, a cement enema mix. People in their early 20s are generally not the best rational decision makers. But a homosexual couple took it to a whole new level. During a particularly heated moment in their lovemaking, the patient's boyfriend poured enema fluid mixed with concrete mix into his lover's rear end. And the stuff hardened and nearly ruptured some crucial butt anatomy. That's doctor talk. Uh, So that's two from two where it's... He explained to the admitting doctors that he had laid flat on the ground and lifted his legs up at a 45 degree angle and allowed his lover to pour the mix into his rectum through a funnel. Did you have to... a funnel, Rob. Did did, did you have to find these separately, these these incidents, or was there a top ten already made up online? No, I had to find these, Rob. Oh, yeah. That's why I had to write the show, remember we were talking about earlier? Yeah, yeah. Uh, The mass had to be surgically removed, but luckily the patient's boyfriend stayed with him through the entire procedure. Love does come in all shapes and sizes, but maybe not so effective in the form of enema liquid, especially when it's mixed with concrete. A uh, certain amount of planning involved there. Number no eight, doubt. an impulse. Right eight. Oh, this is yep. impulse body spray. A 39-year-old okay. lawyer was recently admitted to hospital because he shoved a lady's deodorant can so far up his rear end he couldn't remove it himself, even though he had been able to remove it on previous occasions. Ah, the can measured one time too many. Yeah, one time too many. Yeah. Getting old, Rob. Getting old. Pushed the can measured far. seventeen centimeters long by three centimeters wide. Uh-huh. Doctors in emergency had to sedate the man with a spinal anaesthetic and remove the foreign body with their bare hands. Well, at least they, they, they may gloves. have uh, left a more favourable scent. Uh, the man's rear end swelled up like a happy birthday balloon at a supermarket, but eventually the procedure was successfully performed. He was offered, but later refused, psychological counselling. Well, he I likes mean, what he likes, Rob. He likes what he likes. Yeah, well, that just shows how in- much intent there really was. He knew exactly what he was doing. Number seven. He just lost, couldn't execute. No, just, <laughs> well, he executed too well. Mm. Uh, number seven, coke, but not the drug. A 60-year-old man, a 60-year-old man claims that thieves shoved an entire Coca-Cola bottle in his anus, 
showing us that sometimes when people tell you exactly where to shove something, that sometimes, just sometimes, they will be taken at their word. He was constipated for days, probably because the entire bottle of Coca-Cola was kind of in the way, and he eventually admitted himself to hospital. Mm. He waited days, Rob. Yeah. He thought he was going to fart it out or something. Uh, uh, this is almost the the lowest of low top ten we've ever done, in, <laughs> in terms of... In terms of Rob's favorite gays, yeah, that's that's way higher. That, that's a very positive message. For there's nothing positive coming out of this. If there it, is positive. It's, it's reminding you not to do stuff. Well, who needs a reminder for this? Some people do. Three and a half thousand over ten years. It's about one a week, isn't it? No, one a day. One a, one a yeah, day. Yeah, one a day. One person a day doing stuff. And that's just in Britain. True. Yeah. Medical records indicate that doctors had to use a number of tools to get that refreshing beverage out there. Yeah. They do a reminder campaign. Put a billboard up. People, don't shove things in your backside. (laughs) Just just a reminder. Uh, Just a reminder, people. They used extra long forceps and some sort of creepy vacuum from hell. Uh, They didn't have to call the bomb squad, despite how shaken up the coke was. Uh, Number six was a mobile phone. Guess what? Another lawyer. Lawyers do seem to have a real problem with losing things up their butts, most likely while looking for that stick everyone keeps telling them about. Uh, This lawyer in, well, this is American, this Georgian lawyer was apparently showering with his cell phone and managed to slip on a tile and fall against his dog. Oh, this is rubbish. And plopped right on top of his ringing. Oh, what a a chain of events. And plopped right on top of his ringing cell phone. Yeah. The worst part of the ordeal, other than the forced intrusion, is that phone. Is that the phone was ringing? Also, oh. this gives a whole new meaning to the <laughs> to the phrase "button dial." Oh, that's quite funny. During the removal surgery, the phone continued to ring, uh, so the surgical team so why regularly think- stopped in order to try and silence the ringing whilst laughing their Okay, okay. here we have either a homosexual or closet homosexual who, or no, maybe not, maybe he's just a man who has a, a certain intrigue into this sort of uh, behaviour. Why has he got a dog in the shower? <laughs> he tripped over the dog, is that what he's saying? In the shower, yeah. Oh, of course, and of course as you trip over dogs, you always lose a phone up your ass. <laughs> um, look... I mean, that, that honestly, and it happens to be ringing. Oh, it just happens. What happens when it rings? It vibrates, doesn't it? Oh, oh well, but come on. That's what he's been doing. That's what he's been doing. Give me, oh, I tripped over the dog and the phone went up my ass. Of course it did. Come on. <laughs> Number five, a boiled egg. A well-dressed older gentleman... We've had this on before. Have we? Yeah. A well-dressed older gentleman came into the emergency room wearing the sort of raincoat one usually associates with flashes. He claimed he'd been standing at a bus stop when a group of youths accosted him and and inserted a hard-boiled egg up his ass. It was the fact that the shell had been removed which made the story so amusing and the likelihood so bizarre. Well... (laughs) I mean, just the pure physicality of this is off the... I mean, sh- but surely a boiled egg, you can take care of that yourself. That's not... That's it's not, not going to go anywhere. I mean, that's it? not a something that's going to be uh, protruding anything uh, coming back in the correct direction. No, you could squeeze. When I thought. Just squeeze. Oh, I'm, I'm, get on with it. I'll just get, let's just get this done. Number two. This is disgusting. A sex toy complete with attached salad tongs. Well, again... Ignore, <laughs> just ignore the obligatory 
tossing what? joke here. What do you mean, sell it, tongs? <laughs> exactly. An anonymous. Oh, I see what's happened here. An they, anonymous... they tried to pull it out with the tongs, and then An- they got stuck. Yeah, anonymous male individual took a trip to the emergency oh. room after a particularly gruesome vibrator and sell it tongs incident, which uh, we are sure everyone learns during their first day of medical school. Mm. Uh, the gentleman in question used a sex toy, which unfortunately got stuck. Unsurprisingly, he was too ashamed to go to the emergency room straight away because he is actually human. Naturally, the next step for him was to try and correct the problem himself by fishing it out with his best salad tongs and failing. After this humiliation, the man finally turned himself over to medical professionals and they were able to extract both objects. But what is worse, though is that his insurance didn't actually cover him for this type of surgery, and it cost him the small matter of tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Painful, life-ruining yeah, dollars, Yeah, right. He should have just gone to the public health system. Uh, well, I think if he was in America, you'd probably struggle with that. Okay. Uh, number three, Florida inmate. Three. Oh, I thought it was the last one. <laughs> Florida inmate packs 30 items for prison. To be exact, this Florida man that was sentenced to 12 months in jail, he packed 17 oxycodone pills, one cigarette, six matches, one flint, one empty syringe with an eraser over the needle tip. Well, well done. One lip balm container, one condom, one receipt and a coupon in his rectum. The most impressive thing about this feat is, is, however, that he stuffed all of those objects into a condom. And what brand is made to survive that kind of packing? If that information got out, it would have been great publicity. Mm-hmm. Sneaking stuff into prison happens. I'm not quite- sure it's good publicity for, for anyone. Mm. This this is a massive regress for humanity. Obviously. That's why it's on this show. Sneaking stuff into prison happens quite often, but this really is the biggest, most varied grab bag of goodies ever to be almost sneaked in, because they caught him, Rob. It really would have made for quite the decadent first week. Also, there was another condom inside the condom, just in case. Double up. I think it was a fresh one, just in case he found love in prison. Uh, If you're going to make some sexual changes in prison, you might as well be safe about it. Number two, a loaded gun. When you're headed for jail, the last thing you you want is to commit a felony that adds years and years to your sentence well apparently no one told 21 year old dallas archer of tennessee that the loaded gun she stashed in a lady parts would do just that when she was booked in jail in 2014 she presumably figured that would be the safest place for a loaded weapon instead she has been charged with introducing contraband into a penal facility and will serve several years in prison as a bonus what also turned out was the gun was also stolen which they added more years onto her sentence right so number one rump oh just get it done beef a rat a man came into the ER, blue in the face, looking like he was about to die. They checked all over his body, but they couldn't figure out what was wrong. The doctors flipped him over and saw a tail coming out of his bum. Oh, my God. After doing a CT scan, they found a rat inside his rear end. Oh, I was just sleeping and it just crawled in. <laughs> the rat had already bitten off part of his colon and the man was suffering from internal bleeding which is why his face turned blue apparently the man did decide to place a condom over the live rat to suffocate it and then place it up his bum so that his breathing would hit his prostate and he would feel pleasure the man made a full recovery but unfortunately oh jesus the rat didn't merry christmas everyone (laughs) oh that was just rank 
Uh, I mean, the the disbelief. This is lowest of the low. Yeah. This is this is the dumbest, stupidest, trashiest morons in society but doing f- the most disgusting things. Funny though. Oh, I'm scarred. Good. A, a rat. A ra- there's a, there's a live enough. a live rat. There's a stupid joke in uh, in a Kirby Enthusiasm episode where there's a rumor that goes around Larry David that he shoved a gerbil up his ass. Oh, um, have you ever heard that Armageddon story? What? Oh, what Armageddon? A, a brilliant Bruce story. Willis? Here's a fax from Cooter in Orlando who sends me a copy of a story that appeared in the Los Angeles Times. He says, a prestigious, uh, prestigious newspaper, not the off-maligned weekly world news. Quoting the story, in retrospect, lighting the match was my big mistake, but I was only trying to retrieve the gerbil. Eric Tomaszewski told bemused doctors in the severe burns unit of Salt Lake City Hospital. Tomaszewski and his homosexual partner, Andrew Kinky Farnham, had been admitted for emergency treatment after a felching session had gone seriously wrong. I pushed a, pushed a cardboard tube up his rectum and slipped ragged our gerbil in, he explained. As usual, Kinky shouted out, Armageddon! My cue... That he'd had enough. I tried to retrieve Raggett, but he wouldn't come out again, so I peered into the tube and struck a match, thinking the light might attract him. (laughs) At a hushed press conference, a hospital spokesman described what happened next. The match ignited a pocket of intestinal gas and flame shot out the tube, igniting Mr. Tomachevsky's hair and severely burning his face. It also set fire to the gerbil's fur and whiskers, which in turn ignited a larger pocket of gas further up the intestine, propelling the rodent out like a cannonball. Armageddon! 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 Tomaszewski suffered second-degree burns and a broken nose from the impact of the gerbil. Well, Furnham suffered first and second degree burns to his anus and lower intestinal tract. <laughs> I'm again. Peered <laughs> uh, into the tube and struck a match, taking the light might make the gerbil come out. <laughs> so that's what felching is all about. <laughs> I'm again. Yeah, it's the funniest thing it's, you'll ever oh. hear. It is so funny. It's from the 60s as well. It's not... I, I need a break after this, please. All right. Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass... No grass? Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. I'm Mick Fanning, and this is 365 Days of Sport. So we played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be... It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear a bomb because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You suck! The dart starts tomorrow, Rob. Right. Actually, uh, late-breaking news on the darts front. Juan Francisco Rodriguez has got COVID, so he's been kicked out of the tournament. He's going to be replaced by Gordon Mathers, Australian. Gordo. So Gordo is, uh, I think he's um, 
his nickname is Horse. Doors open for Gordo. Doors open for Gordo. Take the opportunity. uh, Does start tomorrow night in the UK. Good on him. Go straight Um, up. I'm looking at the... Oh, Gerwin Price is going to play on the first night. Ah. So that's going to be exciting for Gerwin. Anthony Van Gerwin. Gerwin Price. Anthony. Michael Van Gerwin. Michael Van Gerwin. Yeah. Other Australians that are in the tournament, probably Damon Heater, I would imagine. I don't know if Corey Cadby is there. I haven't really looked at the draw uh, because obviously a bit later this year, they've kind of squeezed it in. It is fantastic in Australia because we get up in the morning, the dart is on. And uh, it's the night you, session. You say that as if, if, if other people are doing this. Uh, it's only you. Why wouldn't they? Why it's, wouldn't they? It's great here in Australia as if all Australians are uh, ready they for the darts. Do. When I used to do um, some mornings on SEN, I used to come in and we had the darts going in the studio in the morning on the morning shift. Yeah. Bloody brilliant. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. <laughs> Anyway, I delved deep. A great data. Great data. I delved deep on the old uh, darting front. We've had Phil the Power Taylor doing stand-up if you love the darts. Yep. We had another one, uh, Chaz and Dave's Got My Ticket to the Darts. Okay. With Simon Whitlock, the beard to be feared. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This, we're going to go way back to the British darts team of 1980 doing 180. All right. This is old school. I'm worried. 180! I was about to say three triple twins is our favourite game. 
Trucks and railway arrows will fly. And the lads and lasses will be having a try. 180, 180. The doctor's favorite cry. I can't believe we got through nearly four minutes of that. Now you see. How many times? You know what makes that song? The uh, ba, 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 the the tempo. The well, the pa- partially, it's not a Hammond. Oh, isn't it? Sorry. It's a honky tonk piano. All oh, right. It's a, how many times have I said a bit of honky tonk piano <laughs> and give this the right texture? And these guys just nailed it. They got their crappy little um one finger synth thing going, beep, 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 but it's not like an eighties synth. It's more like one of those things you blow in the tube. Oh and yeah, you, and you hold the key down, so it's got it's kind of it's very lo-fi. It's almost like one of those across honky tonk, but it's got a bit of that carnival thing about it. That's carousel, yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, sung with old school melodica. Yeah, right. That's very, very well done. And when I think of darts, you know, I know it's gotten very big and grand, but still I can imagine the whole stadium, Ali Pally, mm. just belting that out with great gusto and arm swinging yeah, yeah, and yeah. laughing and just pointing hard. Pinting hard. Punting and pointing. Punting and pinting. Um, I mean, that was in the, in the good old days when the players were pinting and punting yeah, and tabbing. Yeah, good simple lyrics. Simple 180, 180. What's that? What's all the lads and lasses will be having a try? Like that part. Yeah. One line. Simple lyrics. One line in there. Oh, yeah. What was it? They referred to Eric Bristow. Eric? Oh, that was the Bobby. I'm assuming that. Sucks the girls. Yeah. I think they mean attracts the girls, is what they meant there. Sucks the girls to him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they meant. Bobby uh, George. That raised an eyebrow. I was like, Bobby Dazzler back then. He was a chick magnet. Yeah. Um, but Eric cleans the board like his favourite shampoo. That's, a, <laughs> I think they were struggling. Is that to, what he said? He definitely did cleans say. The board Eric like, cleans the board like his yeah. favourite shampoo. It's it's but it's one of those nonsensical ones. That I think you just yeah. you just belt it out. You just <laughs> got a bit of eye on the walrus about it. They did refer to Leighton Reese in there, who we put that 1975 documentary on on our show. Leighton Reese was part of that. He was the first ever official world darts champion. Leighton Reese from Wales, patting his spread. Now I'm assuming because he was quite a rotund, portly individual, was Leighton Reese. I think it meant. Giving his guts a yeah, good yeah. pat. Okay. <laughs> Patting his spread. The old middle-aged spread. That's what I'm getting right now, Rob. Right. But, uh, yeah, just got to love the darts. Ah, oh, that that was very enjoyable. That was a uh, good old dance. I was thinking as well, because you're a big fan of the old school arm-pumping um, AFL club song like that. Why hasn't anyone from the AFL picked that tune? Nothing wrong with the tune. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, Rob. That's what I'm saying. Well, I certainly that if there's one team that can, should be have their ears and eyes open for mm. a, a new opportunity, yeah. West Coast Eagles, <laughs> um, Fremantle. You, 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 you both, both of you can ditch your rubbish. Right. Um, who else? There's, there's one more that's in big trouble. Gold Coast Suns. I, I really, I'm not familiar. It's not as bad as, as the other two. I mean, the West Coast Eagles and Fremantle, born out of the 80s, they're hiding hot, hot to nothing. Right, familiar. I, do, I seem to remember I like Frio. Frio, way to go. Of course yeah. you would like yeah, that, yeah. wouldn't you? It's pretty cool. Oh, it's terrible. It's shamefully <laughs> it's bad. terrible. You can't it's, see that. 
I, I can say exactly what I want, yeah, and, you can. and You're right. everyone agrees with me on that. <laughs> totally. I, only the beef man could. You like the Frio songs. Jesus. You lost all, losing credibility every time you comment, make a comment like that, beef. Down and down and down. Down the ranks. I, well, well, I mean, obviously, the Brisbane Bears was the worst one ever. Yeah, I still don't. I can't remember um, that. Great Western Sydney's pretty good. Da, 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 Goes like that. They should have just had. Dun, dun. Yeah, no, I've gone over just this. Said that. But you, you, just, I'm not even going to bother. I know you're not. What? How's the crowd going to get into the Jaws theme? Oh, they'd go off. They would go off, Rob. But you can't just have John Williams' Jaws playing and then that's it. That'd be great, though, wouldn't it? You could do a theme song, just sharks. 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 And that's it. Big sign. That'll be on Worst Song. Done. Dusted. Love sorted. It. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought I'd look up the dance. I, I've got another one there. Um, I started looking up things like paintball songs and dodgeball songs, so yeah. I've I found a few more now, Rob. Got some in the bank. Oh, really? Yeah. Less work to do. No, I've already done the work, Rob. It was still work. <laughs> oh, what are we doing I... next? What's up? Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah. Everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, yes. that music can only mean one thing, people. Time for another victory for Quiz a time. Rob's gone quite well last couple of weeks. It last, is... last two months, really. <laughs> He's on form, apparently. Sports trivia quiz. We, we ask each other sports trivia questions of varying difficulties. It is best of five penalty shootout yep. style. Question one, golf yep. for you, Rob. Yep. Under PGA rules, yep. how long does each player have to take their shot as a maximum? Um, I don't know, uh, but I remember Deshambo one time wandering around for ages. But I don't know exactly where it starts. I'm going to say three minutes. Oh no, forty seconds. Forty seconds. But I just, I've seen players at times take way ages. longer. Oh, way, they, they read this and the, rather, run up to a rise and look over the top. And run I, I, I don't know if it starts from once you address the ball or once you get a club out. Um, I don't know. Sergio it, Garcia must have got close to hmm. breaking that. But the rule is apparently forty seconds unless you're the first in a group and it's fifty seconds. Okay. At which Olympic Games in the USA was there special events for ethnic minorities? Really? Mm. For the ethnics? Yeah. Um, I don't know, 1904 St. Louis. Correct. Really? Yeah. Very first oh, one. Very first one. I, I, read, I tried to read up on it quickly, but I couldn't what bother. What kind of thing? There's a, there was like some uh, a Native American with a mohawk who was pretty awesome, apparently. Right. Yeah. So he, and he made it to some. He actually made it to the actual final or something. Okay. Viv Richards is I V A Richards. Yeah. What does I V A stand for, or what are his initials? What are his names? What's his first um, name? Rob? I don't actually know, but I'm going. I think it's N Vivian. What would be A? I'm going Alexander Richards. So close, Rob. So Isaac Vivian Alexander. Richards. Oh, so I got the Alexander right. You did. That was the guess. Yep. Isaac. Isaac. Uh, the playing of which musical instrument was once an Olympic discipline in ancient Greece? <laughs> it's got to be the lyre. <laughs> the 
The what? Lyre. What's a lyre? It's like a little harp thing. Ah, good guess, but it's yeah. a trumpet. Ah, oh, trumpet or a trumpet bu- or a bugle. A trumpet or just a long horny thing. It said trumpet. Really? And that's sport. Is it sport trivia? It's the Olympics. So I'm pretty sure the Olympics is sport beef. The Olympics, you heard the do you Olympics? Know, do you know Tang? The, the biggest sporting event in the whole world? Tang planning was in the Olympics. Yep. And poetry. Yeah, we knew that. We should have known the trumpet as well, yeah, shouldn't okay. you? Come on. Alrighty. What sport did the everyday phrase to win hands down originally come from? Think about this now. You win hands down. We beat them hands down. Uh, from what sport? Yep. Uh, poker. Thought you would have got this one. Hands down is when jockeys ride ride horses oh, in. They just drop their hands drop their and hands. they just ride in. So that is to win hands down. Oh no, still one nil. Oh, I've I've been generous with a half for Alexander. Oh, that is generous. Yeah, it was. Uh, New Zealand's fast bowler Shane Bond only had eighteen Test matches in his injury plagued career. Yeah. Of those eighteen Test matches, how many did New Zealand win? I'm gonna and, say, and I only ask this because I've said this on the show a couple of times. I'm going to say 13. Whoa, 10. Was it 10? 10. Good record. Shane one, Bond. 10, one, four, uh, drawn four, lost oh, four. Just on that, yeah. I did look up Richard Hadley's catch out of the 10 oh, wickets. Oh, so did I. It, it was, was the ninth wicket. It was the ninth wicket. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that amazing. too. So he had the first and who eight. was the bowler for the other wicket? Um, yeah, I can't remember. Might come back to haunt you on the quiz later. <laughs> <laughs> you and Chatfield, it wasn't. That's true. Yes. Oh, yeah, talking of cricket and amazing feats, Selene Hutton holds the official record for the longest innings ever in Test cricket in terms of balls. How many balls was it? Oh. I'm going to give you 70. 70 ball range. Longest, so I reckon. So how many over? So 90 times 6. It's 540, so I reckon he's battered a whole day and at least half of it. So I reckon he's battered for three days. And he also would have faced half the balls. 540 and 270 is 810. Yeah, I reckon he's battered for three days. I'm going for 800. It was actually 847. Yes, Roberto! What maths? You said 800. You said within 70. Yeah, that's 35 each way. Oh, what? So you had to get between 812 and 882. That's rubbish, oh, beef. it's not. 812 to 882. It's a fair range. Either. I thought you meant 70 either way. 140? That's ridiculous. So you did well, though. Yeah, thanks. You, do you know what? The first thing you said was right. He batted for three days, 540, 1500. Divided by two and a bit more, uh, divided by three would have been... 270 times three is 810. Yeah, so close. 847. Now, do you know also about why it's only the unofficial? Well, that's the official record, but when Hanif Mohammed bade, mm. they don't know him, the number of balls he faced. Right. Not happy with that, Bumby. <laughs> right. I was very cleverly mathematically you worked did, out. You did it all right there. Um, by the way, he got um, 364 in 797 minutes. Okay. Jesus. That's, <laughs> that's a long time, isn't it? Is it my question? Yeah. You should get this. Name four sets of brothers who have played cricket for New Zealand. Really? Yeah. Had- there's, there's, there's like eight. Okay. Hadleys. Yep. Crows. Yep. Marshalls. Yep. Now that's where I'm struggling now. Mm-hmm. Is there any been any recently? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sneddon. I... Uh, 
I don't think so, no. Oh, okay. You have to check that. Check, okay. check, do check my, it. My but, backup but was, I don't think so, no. My backup so, no. was Chatfield. No. 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 It's Martin Sneddon. I don't think another Sneddon has played for New Zealand. Right. Yeah. It must have been his dad. Da, 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 da. I played against Martin Sneddon's son. Oh, really? He wasn't up to much. Right. You're going to kick yourself for this one, Beef. And also, my clue was another one before of who took the 10th wicket in that. <laughs> was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't even know who it was. Yeah, well, it's gone anyway. Um, just trying to think who possibly... If I wasn't had... losing, I'll give you a half, yeah, but I'm yeah. not going to. Nah, that's Cause fair to be honest, you should have got this. Yeah. Because as soon as I say, you'll kick yourself. Very, very recent. Really? Very, very famous New Zealand player. Did, oh, McCullum. McCullum's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who are the others? Any others? Um, so there's a lesser known as the Howarth, Jeff Jeff oh, Howarth, and yeah, I forget yeah. his brother's name actually, sorry. The Horns, Matt Horn and oh, Phil Horn. Phil Horn took the other wicket. Didn't even know he had a brother. Phil Horn played in the 80s. Really? And, and, and Matt, Matt Horn, Horn played, played in the 90s. Late 90s. Yeah, right. mid late 90s, God. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Phil Horn would have played into the early 90s uh, okay. probably, but he was out well out of the New Zealand right. side by then. He played. Ah. So big age difference there. Oh, and the Bracewells. Oh, he was the other fullback. John one. Bracewell. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of, actually. Brendan Bracewell. Yeah. There oh, you go. Well. All right, well, you may get this. We went to an NBA game, Rob. The Atlanta Hawks, we were guests of, VIP yeah. guests of. Yeah. Who were they playing against? Toronto Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, did you know that? You know uh, nothing I, about I, I what we did. I knew very little, but uh, that, for some reason I knew that. I can't remember why. I just remember the Raptors. And I think we went to Toronto a lot long after, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, we do go to we, we, Toronto. Toronto. For no reason at all. <laughs> Some reason I pay attention because I think they did all right not so long ago in the, in the NBA. Well, they didn't won they? it. They won the whole thing. I think they won the whole thing a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I thought they got to the fight. Maybe they're of their side of the division. They're legal. They, I think they I, won. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, all right. I need this. I need this. You need this. And this is a fair question, I think. All right, good. Don Bradman is the fastest player in Test cricket history to reach five thousand runs. Who is the second fastest? Tom Bradman. 5,000. I'm going to put it out there, Steve Smith. Jack Hobbs. Oh, God, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't actually see Steve Smith on the list. He's probably in there somewhere. Yeah, he must be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Don Bradman's like 56 tests. Jack Hobbs, I think it's in 90. Oh, maybe it's innings. 56 in, in yeah. 91 innings. Because I did see a stat the other day. I think Steve Smith's got over 7,000 runs, and he's got there quicker than Bradman did. Because Bradman didn't get, really? Bradman didn't I didn't get, get there. there. 6996 or something, of wasn't it? Of course, of yeah. course. So what did they leave us then? You still won? No, you won. Oh, because of that half. One and a half to one. Uh, you only got one. Yeah. You, you should have got that brother's one. Yeah, I should have. I didn't think about it. Didn't think about it. Anyway, challenging, Rob. Challenging. Challenging. Challenging questions. Um, we've got an email just come through. Ah. It's a warning. If you get sent a link to an Ed Sheeran, Elton John Christmas song, don't open it. Because it's actually a link for you to listen to the new Ed Sheeran, Elton John Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's a oh, cracking like that. Thanks for that email. That's uh, the, the heads up. <laughs> the heads up. Millwall player. Have you heard the song? No, of course not. 
why would I listen to? No, you don't. But it'll find you. It, it will. Yeah, that's one yeah, of those things. That's what I mean. One of those things. I'll hear it at some point. Yeah, there surely be a surely worse. It's not, there'd be you... a worse duo than those two, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Lots Ed Sheeran, I just don't like when he does a sort of hip hop type of uh, stuff. He's an experimental man, isn't he? Yeah, um, but uh, if he was, he's pretty clever. Yeah, of course yeah. he is. He's kind of, um, you know, he does what he does. He does what he's, he does. He's mastered that looping thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, with the acoustic, Jerry yeah. Cinnamon style. Jerry Cinnamon. I went to a Jerry Cinnamon gig two years ago today. Yeah. It's in my top ten gigs of all time. Lots of Scots people getting absolutely hammered <laughs> and just living it up to their idol, Jerry Cinnamon. The Scots. Millwall player Tyler Bury films himself inhaling hippie crack whilst driving. What's the difference between hippie crack and other crack? Hippie crack is this kind of uh, helium balloon gas, which they suck. That's those, I think there's those little... Oh, nitrous. That's the boys. See, you're all over it, Rob. I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> uh, the midfielder is currently on loan to Hartlepool, posted a video on... This That's is the not thing. crack. Hippie crack, Rob. <laughs> hippie crack. This is the thing, right? <laughs> You're doing this whilst driving. Whilst driving. Oh, that is, that's risky. film yourself and then post it on social media? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Midfielder is currently on loan to Hartlepool United. Posted the video on social media platform Snapchat. It showed him and two friends in a car inhaling the laughing gas through a balloon as they listened to music as the footballer tried to drive and film at the same time. But doesn't Snapchat go plays once and it goes away? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a big risk. I, I think Snapchat's kind of changed. I think it's not worth it, the risk, is it? Definitely isn't. Um, he did remove the footage 10 minutes later. Uh, Millwall spokesman said, We're going to launch an immediate internal investigation into this footage. Nitrous oxide is in line to become illegal as the government cracks down on drug use. So it's not even illegal. So this is the problem, isn't it? It has been the drug of choice for a lot of footballers as it doesn't come up on drug tests. Drugs being linked to people like Alexander Lacazette of Arsenal. Also, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he's also of Arsenal, and Jack Grealish, formerly of Aston Villa, now of Manchester City. Mm. So, um, yeah, they're on the hippie crack, Rob. Well, um, maybe times are tough financially. <laughs> I think they're just bored. That's it. Well, you're talking about Christmas oh. music. What's the Christmas music in the bowl shop? What are you playing at the minute? Well, on Friday night, we actually played the cricket. As oh, long okay, as we could. nice. Yeah, yeah. Spotify. I, I, well, I get bombarded. The, the, the young lads, they've one of them listens to a bit of stuff not too dissimilar to yours. But nah, but it's not really that. It's more the pop punk, but then like the um, real heavy new metal death screaming oh, stuff. Really? Yeah, and that drives me mental. Yeah. And then there's um, one of the guys listens to like real tacky 1980s sounding blues. Oh. Like, so when I was in Memphis, it's the sort of touristy bluesy stuff. It's not proper stuff. Right. So I just put on whatever I feel like. <laughs> Fair enough. Off the Spotify. Off the Spotify. All right. Well, Nothing Christmassy at this point, Beef. Other music But streaming. I'll put on that Mariah Carey one for you that you like so much. Um, All I want for Christmas is you. Other, just like that, Beef. Other music streaming services are available, by the way. Well, just got to make sure of that. iHeartRadio. Um, I that's one of them. Sonos Radio favourites. Yeah. 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 There's others. There's loads out there. Yeah. Lots we're not, of them. We're not limited to uh, Spotify or anything like that. Napster. Is that still going? I don't know. Probably is. Metallica's um, still fighting the fight. <laughs> I think they won in the end, didn't they? In the end, probably. Hey, a good mate of mine. His girlfriend is Ukrainian. Okay, she's gone back to see her family. And oh, then now they got the Russians on, well, on the border. She is struggling to get back to Melbourne, and I really, really feel a bit sorry for him because um, nobody wants a chicken Kiev for Christmas. 
Was that out of David Boone's book? <laughs> it should have been, shouldn't it? Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Karim Benzema. Watch him. Karim Benzema. You know what you should do? You should loop this for hours and hours. Just play this in the shop. People will be going... There was actually a movie on today called Feliz Navidad. Oh, was there? Um, But then it it got a bit kind of uh, glee. Oh, really? Cool. They were doing a super tight... Harmonized version of Feliz Navidad. Oh. I don't know how you can get a whole movie out of singing Feliz Navidad. Well, we've got a whole show out of it. We've got to thank Jack Links. Now, they've got a new marketing campaign out, Rob, and I'm not sure where it's based around me, though. Mm. It's called Beef Mode. Oh, Jesus. The creative concept aims to attract a broader audience targeting young urbans who are discerning snackers and food lovers looking for a tasty, and empowering snack. It definitely got nothing to do with you. It's a dangerous mode, the beef the mode. The marketing director at Jack Link says that beef mode is a state of mind where everything is possible. <laughs> everything is possible. It should be Charlie Andrews mode. Yes, that's yes. right. Beef mode attitude encompasses a new culture designed to connect with those who have a willingness to blaze their own trail and lead by being different. <laughs> um, Jack Link's meat na- snacks are full of protein, low in calories. The ticket to unlocking this attitude. Meat snacks. Meat snacks. Awesome. Beef mode it is, Rob. Gotta love beef mode. I do. I love it. And meat snacks. And meat snacks. Meat loaf. Meat loaf. Beef loaf. Oh, I had a brisket for dinner tonight. What do you mean? Like, what, how did you do it? Uh, I, I bought it in a box, chucked yep. it in the microwave, yep. and cooked it. Did you put it in the oven? No, I put it in the microwave. It's a microwave brisket. That's not going to be any good. It was actually very nice. Did it, very did tender. Did all the sauce on it? Bourbon. Bourbon. bourbon smoky bourbon sauce. Smoky bourbon sauce. I saw one of those ones from Woolworths or something. Where what do you struggle? Where else was shop? Coles? No. Don't go to Coles. Well, it wasn't a stupid question to ask if it was Woolworths. Other other it's, supermarkets are available. Aldi. I don't go to Aldi. It's a they bit far away. Yeah. I don't go to Aldi. It's right next to the Coles. But I don't go there. Oh, okay. Merry Christmas. What you got coming up on the weekend, Rob? Christmas shopping, I think. I gotta find really? it. Yeah, I gotta get it done. Okay. Christmas birthday. It's that time of year where it's TK's birthday. I gotta, oh, yeah. I gotta do Forgot stuff. Oh, yeah. Forgot she was Christmas time. Yeah. I think I'll just go to winery or something or maybe. <laughs> go to winery or something. Benzema! Scar Nation this weekend, Rob. Scar Nation across the station. Yeah, Scar Nation is this weekend down in uh, country Victoria. Yeah, two day Scar Festival. Beefy's going to shoot oh, and film yourself. Mamma Mia's on. Mamma Mia's on. Actually, next time I'd like to request the winner takes it all by ABBA. It's my favourite ABBA song. Is it? I like uh, Chikatila. Tell me the truth. That one. It's quite good. <laughs> Anyway, I couldn't pick it just from that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm not having a go at you. Yeah, yeah. It might have just been that I don't. Is it more of a less than the well known one? Oh, that's quite good. It's like it's a ballad type what, what's deal. What's the name of the song? Chikatita. Chikatita. I don't know, no, Chikatita. Okay. Anyway, we've got to thank Jack Links. It's the best beef jerky in town. Whatever you're doing this weekend, go and buy yourself a shed load of beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Buy the Jack Links brand. 100% New Zealand grass fed beef, people. This has been. Episode 228 of the greatest sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sports. See you next week.